survive and have like three or three and a half hours of sleep a night for eternity. Just farting. Well, somebody's farting. It's not me. That's not me. Either, so. Anyway. All right. So, well, here we are. Are we recording? We are. <laughs> not, I mean, like, now we are. Now yeah, we are. That's great. Okay. Uh, so, we. Have, it feels like it's been a, a coon's age since we did this. How long does a coon live? I don't know. Well... Did you know that raccoons will drown dogs? I just found that I, out. They're really mean sons of bitches. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. just found out when you texted me and I said, I'm out with my yeah. family that, mm-hmm. you know, here. And my aunt was talking about that. She goes, Yeah, depending upon the size of the coon and the dog, she goes, Raccoons will actually drown a dog in a swimming pool. I'm like, What the fuck? Yeah. They're, they're, they'll, they'll, they have really sharp. Well, but they will and... like, they'll get on top and purposefully adjust their weight so the dog and keep moving around so the dog can't get their heads above the water. Well, imagine they feel threatened in they're some fucking, way. They're, I have no idea they're murder rats. Well, I, I am. Yeah. We're used to rocket. We're just used to rocket. And he murders everybody. Yeah. They've, uh, I mean, like I've, I've, I told, I had a friend once that told me they had to, uh, they had to save a dog from a raccoon, and I had a hard time believing it. But I, I, I you know, I, I think they're just kind of um, nasty varmints, you know. So. They're murder coons. No, they don't which, live very long because you know maybe they'd live longer if they didn't get in every, everybody's face. Stay out of the trash cans. Yeah, trash pandas. That's what they are. No, look at her. She's over, so she heard you and said, "There's a sofa over there." But look at yeah. her. Yeah. Well. Well, you can't turn around. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't want to. I'm I busy. I'm busy. We're working. Oh, no. I was just saying you can't. Oh, she's <laughs> under the pillow. That's cute. <laughs> That's real cute. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so we have so... 18 hours of stuff to go over in the next. <laughs> All right. But, you know, I mean, last so the last time we were basically in front of the microphone was June 3rd. That was the, that was the mini con. Yep. And do you want to debrief it all in the mini con? Nope, because it's it's ready to publish. (laughs) Finally, well, Well, we we it was a good day. I had a good day. It was, and it was Mm -hmm. just a lot of. I'm never gonna do it that way again. You know, as far as trying to do, if we we ever do something with video again, I think we're gonna completely do it differently because there was just way too much editing that had to be done on that thing to get it to work our cool. audio sucked i mean everything just but it was a learning experience so. yeah we 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 had basically adjudicated as a learning learning experience true yeah and, that was our and the thing that sucked the most was, was the fact that they didn't have and i was concerned about any kind of stable wi-fi right know? so that's what so we had audio problems as you knew and where we would be going along excuse me and find out we're not broadcasting a damn thing you know, we weren't we weren't broadcasting <laughs> right. anything. Well, but, yeah. but we were using two devices, so it still re- so it still recorded it. So I had to go back and on the video because I pulled the video off of YouTube, and so where the video was there with no audio, then I took the audio that was recorded from this and spliced it in there. Wow! So that's, that's wow. so that's part of what took me a while because it's I have a real job too. So as do you. So well, I don't know kind of, how to do any of that. Part no, of the no, bigger no, 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 issue no. is I don't know how to do that shit. Right? No, I'm, I'm <laughs> and I understand. I understand that. And but I'm just saying, you know, having that happen, then on top of it all, it was so there was just yeah, it was a fucking editing mess. Well, I mean, it really but, didn't help that they obviously didn't have a stable power grid in the Ambets because <laughs> I, I mean, the, the every I time the air conditioner that. kicked in, I forgot in, about that. It was like a rolling blackout I in for, there. Completely forgot about that part. I of mean, it, yeah. that, that's part of the issue. You don't know those things before you go. You don't know. But those now we things know before we go. So, right. 
So. All right. So, well, anyway, I, I had a good day. I, I really enjoyed myself at that 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 con, that little con, which yeah, might never happen again. They need to stop calling it a con because that's not what it is by any stretch of the imagination. We came up with some good ideas, though, well, it what fun. it could be called. It was a fun day. It was not a bad day at all. Fun day. Nope. All right. So, uh, in the interim, we've been watching Silo, and I feel as if we talked about at least one episode of Silo, but maybe we didn't. And I, I didn't think we did, but that's fine. We can pick up, you know, I was going to pull the... We didn't start having that conversation until right before we came down here. So had I known that that was going to be a test question, I would have checked. But no, I don't worry. But it doesn't about matter. It. It, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. And if we talked about something, we talk about it twice. Whatever we talk about well, it twice. It's we, a good show. We uh, we've finished. We've wrapped season one, and Scott has started reading the books. So because I because I was I was just curious where you know because Foundation, the TV show is evidently so much different than Foundation the books. And, you know, just the way that they're doing their creative, what is it, creative, I don't I want to say licensing, but that's not it. Yeah, I mean, they're taking, taking creative yeah, they are licenses taking creative the way. License to, yeah. Yes, yes, so that, is the, that is the right term. And I'm sure that's so, pissing off all those readers of those books, because I know a lot of people felt like that book was not, really able to be adapted to well there's again there's several books too yeah i mean there's three the foundation series yeah and there's actually there were three of the original ones and then he came back and i guess and wrote something you know that takes place after those three and then even did a little something something that takes place before the whole thing and from what i read that it sounds like they actually pulled some content or some material from those prequels if you will into the first season of Foundation. Oh, although we're not here to talk about it. this is this is this is going to be the the uh, smorgasbord or the uh, I was say Stromboli. This is this is going to be a, 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 a podcast casserole that we're doing right now because a casserole well, because we are down we're talking about Foundation. Well, isn't that <laughs> we, isn't that the way we always are? I mean, don't yeah, kid no, yourself. I'm, That's every episode. <laughs> what? No, we're always better than that. We're, no, we've always got we're this, not. We always have this shit tight before we, just we push don't. record. We don't. We need. We you know what we need. We need a formula. We so a formula. so that's what. But that's what got me to download the silo books because this will be the first time because you've done all the Game of Thrones stuff. You've yeah. read those and everything, and yeah, you know you've never. You've well, we both when I found out how much got skipped with house of the dragon right you know starting that one out that's kind of like well what the fuck but so that's why i specifically after the first after the season wrapped we're talking silo mm-hmm. jumped over to the books to see okay where did they wrap up in correlation when i want to draw that line over to the books where are we in the books when they wrapped up yeah and they're just mm-hmm. you know they're probably three quarters of the way through the first book which is called wool wool yeah which i was like okay whatever and then it was like oh yeah and it's related they to use, the cleaning because they use yeah. they have they have a little wool rag yeah. to, to, to wipe the camera yeah so uh so yeah so it's it, it it finishes the first season of the tv show finishes about three quarters of the way two-thirds of the way through the first book of th- book number one of three yeah. So they could, do, they could do five, six seasons. They could, um, especially now that a season is 10 episodes. Right. right. 
You know, right, like, right. I mean, I just started, I know you don't like the show and we'll want to talk about it, but I just started rewatching Babylon 5 because there's an animated movie coming out and then there's possibly another series, a reboot. Aren't they rebooting that on Peacock? No. I thought they were rebooting that on Peacock. Oh, they might with Battlestar be. Galactica. They might, no, it's the CW, if you can believe it. It's the CW. <laughs> it's the CW oh, that's going to reboot um, Babylon 5. That's terrible. Well, possibly, yeah. But, you know, their f- season one of B5 was 22 episodes, and that used to be the well, standard. that was the way it always was. was and, you know, you no know, wonder there were so many, like... I would say creature feature bad episodes in series exactly. that had twenty two. Half the episodes sucked. Yeah, they did because they were they were they were they were writing shit just to fill airtime. Well, I want to be ready. I want to be ready for when they reboot Babylon Five because I really enjoy the show and I want to talk from a place of knowledge. Well, here's versus- the deal. Maybe they could maybe they could reboot it the same way Battlestar was done in the fact that it was a shitty original series. I know this is not okay. This is from somebody who doesn't. You're gonna didn't die, like it. Mister. <laughs> it was a shitty original series. It wasn't. But just let me finish. That you know, terrible acting, terrible you know effects, blah blah blah. I guess I get it. Doing everything they can for the time period. That's kind of how Battlestar Galactica was too. I mean, I mean, it, it was cool. Had Cylons and all that kind of happy horse shit. But it was bad acting. You know the the effects were what they could be for the late 70s and all that jazz because they were trying to ride Star Wars coattail. But you look at the remake of Battlestar Galactica, and we've said this before, I said you not even being sci-fi, absolutely one of the best pieces of, of television ever created, in my mind, was the remake of Battlestar Galactica. Who's to say they can't do the same thing with Babylon 5? Well, I you know, after starting to rewatch Babylon 5... Um, like nothing can save this mess? No, no, I actually don't. I don't think the acting is poor. I think the writing is great. I've been really focusing on um, costumes have been amazing. You just like it because they had Tron in it. What? Tron? You just like it because they had Tron in it. What's his name that played Tron? And Tron. Oh, Bruce Boxleitner. Yeah. yeah, well, he's not the first captain. He's not. He's not. No. I, no, he's not. no, he's not. He is, I was, that wasn't the question. I was aware of that. He's a captain at some point, but he's not. No, the, the first, first guy one. lasted like the first season or yeah, something. Yeah, he right? is a real dud. I'm really struggling with him. He, I can see why he was replaced. He's not good. But, I mean, this is why I'm rewatching it, because I don't feel like I was really invested in first or second season. But, yeah. Anyway, anyway, you know, maybe, maybe like I said, maybe they'll do the, maybe they'll catch some of that magic like they did with Battlestar Galactica. Maybe, maybe I'm sure it'll be better just because they got better tech. Which would be cool, you know, and if it was cool, if it was good, I'd watch it. Yeah, you're probably not going to watch it. If it's good, we'll I'd watch it. I, 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 you think I would just not watch it because I was like, wow, I hate, I hated the first one so bad. Well, I do I'm that. Literal, I'm literally going to not watch good sci-fi. Or I do good that television sometimes. because I have a yeah I know but see but you you have a cross to bear with everybody you get, you get your <laughs> <laughs> you get you're like my mother you get pissed off and you're well, like you, know, oh, you hold a grudge you need to stop comparing me to your mother that's not that's getting creepy yeah it's three times today now it was actually okay th- I think it was twice and in in one sitting and pre-podcast the, f- and the first time. Ever in the history of us knowing each other. Oh. And it was geez. only because I said, wow, my mother does that too. 
Anyway, let's just let's it's no, getting let's talk very like let's Freudian. About, and, no, let's talk about my mom for a while. No, so that that's not you know, that's not a good idea. And no. just just so people realize what we're talking about, it had to do with cooking steak <laughs> and to what degree steak got cooked. <laughs> I like your mom. I don't. I, don't I love wanna, my mom like too. your mom. I don't want to throw her under the bus. You know, Dude, that's what we were talking about. That's what we were talking about. So you were talking about your mom too. Actually, the story started with you talking about your yeah, mom. Yeah, I started with And my I brought mom. my mom in ancillary to the discussion. She was like a footnote to your discussion. But your mom could still hypothetically hear the podcast and get upset. Well, you just have to yell louder. Oh. Boo. Boo. <laughs> yeah, she probably would get upset. Yeah. Nah, she wouldn't get upset. She's got more shit to worry about. All right. Well, She's got to take uh, care of my dad. Let's get back to uh, let's get back to silos. So my dad's going to Africa this week. Wow, whoa, okay, that's cool. What's the song? I found the place down in Africa. The Toto song, Africa. <laughs> he's going down there to kill stuff. Oh, he's going on a safari. Yep. Wow. What does he want to bring back? One of each. One of each. What? Everything. Oh Lord! I have no idea what he is. Does he? You pay. It's it's like going through Four B's cafeteria <laughs> forty years ago, where you take your you take your lunch counter tray and you just kind of slide down the rails, you know, and you grab the Jello out of the little thing. <laughs> you mean b- Bonanza? <laughs> no, Bonanza? Four B's. Four B's, man. Four B's. What the hell four is B's Four cafe- B's? Oh, yeah. See, you weren't not around here. Four B's cafeteria used to be a cafeteria that was in Kirkwood Mall. Oh wow, well that sounds and, fun. Uh, it was that typical thing where you'd slide down, you'd have the metal rails, you know, mm-hmm. you slide your tray yep, down, you'd yep. open up the thing and get the green jello with the, the cool whip on it, or oh yeah, you get your soda and you'd get either the hot side or the cool side, get all your little stuff, and then you'd pay at the at the end when you got done loading shit up on your tray. Then Did you'd, they weigh you your would, plate? No, it wasn't like BSC <laughs> for Christ's sakes. That's sad. That's like every that's not not don't tell everybody that everybody's a fucking cow the way it is. They weigh your plate and that's what you pay. BSC pray. doesn't weigh plates. That's what they sure as shit do. Um, not anymore. <laughs> Bullshit. No, they just got they everything's a la carte pricing there now. It's like ninety nine cents for well, a breadstick. Unless you go through the I'd rather the sal- it was weigh the, the, it was the like it, it was the salad bar they'd weigh your plate. Maybe. Anyway, yeah, so Forby's Cafeteria. Woo, right on. That sounds good. They have the hot dogs that actually snapped when you ate them. Ooh. The red ones. Mm. Nah, I'm not a red dog fan. Neither is my That's mom. That's a cheap hot dog. Funny oh, thing, no. neither is my mom. Stop. Dead serious. Stop. My dad and I love them. Getting creepy. My sister, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, your mom has good taste. I don't eat red dogs either. <laughs> Nah, my mom's a good old broad. And for those for those of us that might non-local folks that might be listening, there's a specific kind of Cloverdale hot dog called a red dog, and it's just like a weird red color. And then when you take it out after you boil them, that like the, oh, they got a the water skin is on red. Them. Yeah, that that that's actually like a real first on the planet kind of style hot dog. That's yeah, all they, that's it's all original. They it's original. It's red yeah. dog. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey, I will say this. Cloverdale does some really good f- fundraisers for people, and they donate them, and it's a good thing. They donate to people? No, it's not Soylent Green. <laughs> Red dogs are people. Red dogs are people. <laughs> too. All, All right, right I'll, back I'll, to I'll, Silo. I'll, I'll, hit, I'll hit pause. Turn around and look. Yeah. That's <laughs> pretty funny. Dogs <laughs> <can't>. be dogs. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right, so you're so silo, silo, and you're thinking, well, I'll go take a peek, and you're thinking that we, I mean, we totally might have, but I know we didn't 
probably go past episode two. No, we didn't. Um, I... I I just think okay let's let's where to start with Silo first of all I want everyone to know that this this is more of a mystery show than science fiction I feel it's really mis- mysterious like what's who's gonna it's die still science, this week? I think it's still very much science it's, fiction it's like who's gonna die and it's kind of sort of like who killed who in the you know the the board the billiards room with the candlestick yeah but, but it was still very that. much sci-fi I, and i was even watching a thing on youtube the other day said sci-fi doesn't have to be space oh i know it doesn't have to be you know, space you know what i mean so this is very much science fiction but it's science fiction kind of in our daily lives kind of science fiction yeah well i mean which is a nice which is a nice break from space uh, yeah i have no problem with that i I, and I like the show. It What's just, your overall? What was your overall before we even start? Watch ten episodes, first season. They're filming season two right now. Yeah. What was your overall? Just the, the, the biggest thumbs up or thumbs down for season one? Well, just thumbs look, up. Okay. Okay. Good no, show. No, no, all right. No, I'm just I'm just trying to. And um, so I'm going to assume overall that you know then that accounts for. You know, if there was some actors that you didn't like, or acting you didn't like, or something you thought was stupid or fake. No, I mean this is um, this is what I'll say. There was actors that I liked that I didn't get to see a lot of because they were dead by the end of their episode. I mean, it's like they. Uh, the, and what did the author say about that? Oh, uh, you 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 can quote the author. You can well, quote I can't the quote author. Him. I can't quote him. He's basically you said that you you heard that the author said I have to kill off well, some characters you to make room for others. We were listening yeah, to a Q, we were listening to Q and A. We're listening to yeah, it. Yeah, you got to kill off some people to make room for other people. And, you know, I, I don't underst- I don't really think that people that write like that or create worlds like that where they kill someone every episode or they have a really major incident every episode, they allow their reader or viewer then to do, to go through significant stress because it's you kind of are, are on this sort of like sense of, Ooh, who's going to get it this episode? When you kill someone week after week after week. And I've been watching, I've told you I've been watching like Yellowstone. <laughs> and it's similar to that. Yellowstone is real similar to that too. Who's going to who's going to get it this week? Whoever Beth has, happens to talk to. Yeah, well, someone's I mean, it's just kind of puts you on edge throughout the whole episode. So it's like uh puts you on edge it put me on edge yeah it does because i'm kind of like every situation is foreboding it's you're you're thinking no matter what happens somebody that i may have just gotten to know in this episode is yeah. probably gonna die yeah it's, it's that's a, way, I and mean, you are and you feel like you're going into each episode like that yeah like because you're like okay who's gonna get it this time around right okay okay and it it, it kind of makes you that's uneasy a fair, that's a fair, makes you uneasy makes me uneasy yeah it doesn't nah, make I'm you being, you apparently being, don't care that all these actors are no, dying I'm, we just met them they're gonna die and no i don't give a shit if they're gonna die because uh, that, well there's there's that's remember that's how this podcast started because the whole point was we're not the ones that write the show, so well, it's gonna unfold how the writers wanted it to, yeah, and that's guess, their business. You know. So there's no reason for me to get wound up about it. I mean, you know what I mean? If somebody if somebody's gonna die, I mean, Game of Thrones was the same way. The title fucking character dies in what the second episode? Well, I know. Did, did, he, I, did he make it up past the first episode? <laughs> I can't remember. He didn't. You know? <laughs> I mean, so. I don't recall no, you Sean Bean. About, 
Sean Bean's character, um, I think it was the Stark. Second, I, think, I think it was the second episode that he got the axe. Quite he, literally, he died very early on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I it was, was like, I was like, holy shit, right. they killed the. Because I figured he was like the main character. Right, but it's uh, it's you know sometimes it gets a little old when it's week after week after week and there's another death. Yeah. Um. So like, let's give let's go back to when the they killed the mayor, the old, the older woman who played the mayor had the long gray hair. Do we even still? Do we even know who killed her? <laughs> the old gray mare just ain't what she used to be. Do they? Do we even know who killed her? Because I don't remember if they ever there, figured was, that out. There's only the supposition. I don't know what you're talking about. They found her dead in her bathroom, and it looked like natural causes to me. Uh, no, it didn't look like natural <laughs> causes. She's like bubbling up blood from the mouth. I think someone poisoned her. She had bubble blood. Did it's, the, a, it's a common occurrence. Did that come from a water? The water bottle was it supposed to be the uh, the guy, the the deputy that was supposed to die? We don't. Okay, see, so at this point, I wasn't reading the book. So I, now, actually, what I should do is go back. I should actually go back and read the start from the beginning because I only started reading from where the show left off. Like I said, oh. but I, I'm curious if there's additional detail in the book about that. Well, I because, mean, because I'm like you, it, 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 from what I know of in the, even the book, it was not further explained. We're, we're assuming that it was Bernard. Yeah. Who's Tim Robbins' IT. character. Yeah. Bernard, doing, his name is, is Bernard Holland. Head he's of IT. doing a fucking great job. In that well, position. he always does a great job. Tim I mean, Robbins is a good actor. I, I love him as an actor. I really yeah, do. He's a really and good actor. That uh, uh, Mission to Mars or Mars movie or whatever it was where they go up there. He was amazing in that. I love that movie. Yeah. Haven't seen but, him for a while. Um, yeah. And he looks, you know, he's got mm. a few more years on him, but he is killing this role. Killing it. Um, and that's a, another reason I did read why um, some of the actors are getting killed off. Like the this is like the first episode when you've got multiple people dying. And I did. I read this was um, uh, the, the the writer of the books. He said with some of these actors that they really, really, really wanted to have in the show. That's the amount of time that they had for them because they couldn't afford them. No, because of their schedules. Oh, the, these these act, some of these actors were just so busy that they could really only get them to sh be able to shoot a couple episodes. Worth. Oh well, okay. There not we that go. you know, not that that necessarily changed. That's why I want to go back and start read. You know, now that I read from where the show ended, for season ended and finished that book, now I want to actually go back and read the beginning of the book to find out if some things like that are different because we know they start because they starbucked so uh, walker the fact that you didn't start at the beginning of the book is alarming to me right <laughs> you didn't start at the beginning no I, oh. I i started where the show stopped Why? where the tv show stopped because i because i the whole point was i was curious where in the first book the, the show stopped i thought it was going to be much later in the book I was thinking that the first season was probably the majority of the book, which, which I found out it was not. And then when, <clears throat> when I found out that there was only like a third or a quarter of the book left, you know, where they left off, then it was like, well, why don't I just finish reading that particular story? Okay. Well, hmm. It makes total sense to a normal person. Oh, boy. So let's talk about where we are in space and time with this show, because that is something We're not I think, in space in this show. Hey, I meant That's space and time as a saying. Not a, we not, established science fiction doesn't have to be in space. We're Yeah, and I, I'm just using a phrase, like, 
Okay, so literally, we do not know what time. Colloquialism is what you're looking for. Oh, brother. So they say the silo has been around for 140 years. Nope. And we do not know. That's not what they said. 140 years. Since the uprising. Oh, since the uprising. They have no idea how long they've been there. They think that they've been there for eons. Okay. So it's very difficult to pinpoint a time period based on all the shit that's in the silo because it's from it looks like it comes from multiple different decades and when you do nothing but ravage and either destroy or hide your history you have no way of knowing how long you've been or there. alter it because they make repairs and no i mean how as far as how long they've been there yeah but so I was thinking about this because I, I told you and when we were watching it that I was and looking. You do, you do you do find out in the first book, by the way, how long they've been in there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but I'm not complaining. Okay. Well, so um, when you look at the props in the background, I mean, they're drinking like oh, they got mason jars and stuff from the 1800s, and they have stuff. A lot of stuff looks like it's from the 1950s. So can I ask you why you're hooked on the mason jars? Because we use mason jars now, right? And mason right. jars have been around forever because they just do so many different things beyond, you know, they're, they were designed for food uh, preservation. That's what they were designed for. Yeah. And they get used for so many different things now. Right. But why are you... Because you know, like of drinking beer out of people drink beer and they, well, make, no, I think they I like, make redneck wine glasses out of them. <laughs> I, and, I suppose. Well, but I, use, I make yogurt in them in my Instant Pot. Okay. You know, cause, well, because then I can screw the lids on them. I I'm curious it. what your, I just don't get your deal why the mason jars are such a thing for you when even now they're just a part of society that are used for so many different things. Well, I've looked at a lot of stuff. I've looked at a lot of background stuff trying to figure out when maybe this silo started and the stuff they brought in came from a certain time period. And what I'm trying to very, say very smart thing to is do. it's all over the place. And oh, I got, right. I yes. got, I mean, I got to thinking about, I use the Mason jars as an example of like 1800 type jar jars, you know, I mean, stuff like that. But then I was thinking about that damn birth control they've got in that woman that they show out. And it's like this metal cylinder. We don't have any kind of reference to that kind of birth control right either back in time or i mean the closest it comes to is like an iud okay, so is it so really what it is is not your so if i understand you correctly you're not your beef you're 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 what you're mentioning what you're no you're what you've noticed is the not that the fact there are mason jars there but it's the fact that there are mason jars there which are old, super duper duper old school tech, and something that's that we don't even have now. Right, right. Well, the closest thing would probably be an IUD. I would imagine yeah, that's that what you I put just in. Said. So no, so it's the span <laughs> yeah. of the technology. Yeah, I mean the span of the because you were because the, before we've talked about this, you really just really kept zoning in on those fucking mason well, jars. I was zoning like in they on were the problem. So it's just the fact that they have everything from mason jars to implantable. Yeah, that's what I'm stuff. saying. I mean, and, and you're like, okay, so where between those two types of technology are these people? Well, and we noticed is that, that. Is that what yes. your kind of thing is? Okay. And we noticed also differences between computers and computer keyboards when we had the, uh, what's that movie that you're always referencing? The, the Cabin in the Woods. The Cabin in the Woods moment. <laughs> yeah. When we had the Cabin in the Woods moment, because that was a big shocker of a moment where all of a sudden we, we realized that there is a whole surveillance system and room and people 
that are watching everyone and they seem to be years and years ahead of what the silo Se- tech seemed to is. be and then i and i was like oh i think it is and then i changed my mind i didn't think it was and then when you and i were watching the last right. episode i'm like because i know it's the keyboard yeah and the, the, and the keyboards they were taking on were kind of like nice flat chiclet yep. you know it was yep. damn it was damn near you know like a mac keyboard mm-hmm. you know compared to their you know ti 99 4a for their people apples. that are out there not Apple. App. There was like Apple computers. Well, it was it was it was it was the equipment. I mean, the, the the keyboards that they have around the silo, you know, are those ones that the keyboard itself weighs like ten pounds. You know, the big chunky keys on it that versus yeah. a modern keyboard which they had down in that observation space. Yeah. So I mean, there's there's all the the background i'm just going to say the background runs the gamut from every possible decade if you really look close because if you look at start looking at some of their wall furnishings you know sometimes it's the 70s and sometimes it's the 30s and there's just a mixture of all this stuff when we talked about how everything's got that round kind of 19th to me, that was like 1960s James Bond. Yeah, you like mentioned all the, that, too. Like all the windows, everything have like the rounded corners, mm-hmm. you know, and the... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, I like. mean, it's... Uh, but really, truly, that birth control technology, I don't know where that's coming from. That that was really interesting when I think about one that. More, one more IUDs invented, you know? You're a girl. Well, you have, this, you, you have a I believe it was... You should know this stuff. Yeah, I'd, I I would never have put one of them inside of me. But the, I think around the 60s or 70s. IUDs? Yeah, they came, long ago? they came out a while ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For yeah. fans at home, I'm not using a computer tonight, so to, yeah, no, to fact not. check everything Nancy's yeah. saying, because I just don't have that much energy. No, they go back a long time. You yeah, sure? I don't think they do. I think really? they do. But yeah, I don't have my phone either. So well, I have my phone, but it's way over there. What do I know though? I don't I mean I was born in the seventies, so I I don't know. I don't either. But I think IEDs came before birth control pills. I could be wrong about that. Oh, see, I think you're totally wrong on that one. Oh, no, you have. Oh, geez, why do we do this? Why do we do this? Well, because you said that. Because you made you made a statement. You committed to something. Okay. Well, while you're looking up IUD technology, um, let's talk about that amazing microscope erector set thing that she created. Because you had a take on that. That's. Um, Jules, Juliet's mom, created. 1909. (laughs) Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? So I was, like, way off. You were way, way off. The first IUD was developed in 1909 by German physicist physicist Richard Richter. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well. Okay. Yeah. Jeez. Well, but you were thinking it was back in the sixties, and I was saying it was no way it was that long ago. So, I would, I would, I would actually give that point to you. <laughs> well, I didn't know we were taking points. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so what now with the? Uh, well, and then we were there was a really really significant episode where Juliet's mom was trying to figure out how to fix a hole in someone's heart because that's how her kid died. A rabbit's heart. And so she finds this rabbit. And somehow, magically, they knew the rabbit had a hole in the heart. And then, well, the rabbit was no. They even said she's wise, like the rabbit. She being Jules when she was young, 
you know, was like not moving and lethargic or whatever. And that's when she said, well, I think there's a Some problem in yeah. her heart. And she's like, oh, like whoever her brother was. Yeah, yeah. She's well, like, yeah. So, but you told me about that. I was like, that's kind of an odd looking microscope, but it was a microscope she made herself out well, of yeah, different because parts. One of the one of the things that you know they weren't allowed to have was uh, magnification beyond a certain mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And so, so like, clearly they're anti science in the silo. They don't want critical thinking. They're anti science. Um, what's what's kind of see? Up I would with say they're they're anti too much science. It's not that they're anti science because they still allow people to go to the hospitals and get shots and get healed and taken care of. It's about going beyond some point, whatever that point is. Same thing, you know, the same. So not having magnifying devices that go beyond a certain power, not having elevators, it has nothing to do with the <laughs> the. The what you call it union? Yeah, that. Well, I don't know. Um, I mean, there's a lot of. It's like a little bit. There's a lot of social control devices built into the society. Oh, I mean, we pick up on them every about every thirty seconds. They're yep. explaining it. Um, but I think the funniest the funniest thing was towards the end when when Juliet fixes it so everybody can see the truth when she when she, and um. Oh, we should probably say. Spoilers are going to be in this. Yeah, big time spoilers. I've already said that. Oh, what's your name, by the way? Oh, who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. Okay. Um, but it's not. <laughs> they care. uh, when when all the cameras turn in on basically the truth, when you figure out what the truth is, um, Tim Robbins' character says, "What you have just seen, you will unsee." Oh, okay. So you're talking about when they're down <laughs> down in the uh, in the jan- in the janitorial room. Yeah, when when they discover you and know the show, truth, and it's showing the broad the the beautiful green grass and beautiful blue skies, mm-hmm. and the same flock of birds flying past mm-hmm. the camera that has every time, every we have, time we've every seen time what it looks same, like outside. That same flock of birds flies past the tree. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of. I mean, didn't you the first time you saw that? Beautiful the, vista. Think oh, that'll for, look real. Yeah, no, the first time I thought it, I t- figured it was totally real, and I figured it looked like that because man had not been out there fucking it up. Right. So I, that's so I bought into the wow, it's just green and lush and everything, and it totally makes sense because people aren't out there screwing it up. Mm-hmm. But then the second time I saw the video, which was when they shut the power down. Yeah, we saw the, the little down. blip blip, and it was like I didn't pick up on it for a while. Because even when you watch that episode, I'm like, okay, you need to pay attention here. Because there was the blip. And then yep. we saw that video. And it wasn't until later. I trying to remember the next time we saw it. It was like, wait a minute. There's that same fucking flock of birds that keeps flying in a V-shape past the tree. Something's going on. Right. That don't look right. Yeah. And I, I, I got it. You know, I, you know, up until, you know, the last, you know, the penultimate episode, if you will, I never would have. Mm-hmm. I never would have guessed that it really is shitty out there and would kill you. But then they had a video that looked the opposite of that. But then in turn still piped in the regular video of what everything looks like outside. It, I never in a million years would have imagined that that video was something that they would pipe in 
to the helmets of the people that were going to go out and clean. Yeah. Because so, that was because that's how they would get them to clean. Because they were like, everybody's got to see this. Everybody's got to see this. It's great out here. But have you ever, I mean, at one point so in, I get, this, I get in this show, have you ever asked yourself why they care if people clean anyway? They don't allow them to go outside. It's, it's basically when you choose to go outside, it's suicide. You've chosen to kill yourself, yeah. basically. And we don't, and nobody knows what happens to people outside. They, well, I guess they see them die eventually. Well, they, but, want, they want them to clean so that the, the, the lens stays clear so people can still see how shitty it is out there. They want them that, to see that, it. That part is actually true, although we didn't think it was. Yeah, so, I mean, it's like they, they double-crossed us. The, the absolute, absolute. story writers double-crossed us. And that is, Ooh, the, that the, is the probably the best part of the whole show. Is, is that when we find out that it really isn't is pretty and beautiful out when there? When we solve the mystery, because this show is very mysterious all the time. And I can tell you there are more to come. When we solve the mystery of what's happening outside, and we know the truth of the big cover-up, and, and we know that people are actually getting killed, because that's another big spoiler, is they're using, you know, when you see someone go outside to clean... They're putting them through, they're putting them in a space suit, a helmet, they're wrapping them up with heat tape, and you're wondering, what is it when they get outside that kills them? And we're like, is it the suit? Is it the suit? We were pretty close about that. Because it's the... I could, well, because I had been thinking that maybe they were injecting poison into the, into the suit. Yeah, I thought so, or too. Or that, that stupid, almost like a like a flash clean, you know, like a, like an airlock cleaning that they do before you go outside, which is dumb. Which What's the no, point of that? Yeah. So I was see. I was thinking that was the poison. Yeah. That would kill a person once they got outside, because they had the poison in that vapor, blast on them before they go outside, blast their shitty suit, that gets inhaled into their system, and then that's what kills them when they get outside in the nice pretty world. Yeah. Which is not what happens at all. No. But still, so I still there's still no explanation why they get blasted with that. Well, I don't know, but it's, it's it's the heat it's, tape that turns out to be it's the faulty heat tape, heat tape. And since episode one. And not, not faulty. It's designed that way. It's designed that way. Because Bernard's up there and he's like, any minute now. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they had it down to the minute. Yep. How long it would take for somebody once out there to for, that, for that tape, which was worthless for the outside, whatever it, whatever it is that's killing everybody outside. To get into the suit and kill him. Except Sims doesn't seem to know. The guy, Co Common, the actor Common plays Sims, and he's he's at judicial, <laughs> and he's supposed to be at the highest but sort of ranking of knowledge, he's, but he's not. Yeah. He's trying to become Bernard's shadow, which he's not in the book. Mm. And that's the, that look on, um, you know, again, we're back to what's his name? Um, Tim Robbins. When he goes, she knows. Yeah, you know, and that's when and Sims, which you're talking about, the comment. She knows what. She knows what. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, and he's like, "Oh fuck, she's figured it out. She yep. she knows that she's not seeing the beautiful little world in her visor." Mm -hmm. And then that's when he turns tail and takes off to go down to the server room. And she doesn't clean. She drops the wool, which was awesome. That was a great moment. She drops it, dro drops it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. And stay tuned to our our for our for our merch store for your 
very own personal drop the wool t-shirt which will be coming soon we have a merch store we're going out by the time this comes out <laughs> <laughs> we got our new logo we got our new brand yeah i don't know we got a new brand. Ooh, ooh, are you gonna get That'd a screen good. printing kit from amazon that's not how you do it <laughs> You do third third party drop third party drop uh, shipping and manufacturers to do it. Well, I'm glad you know what you're doing. Yep. So, <laughs> yeah, we'll set a merch store with our logo and uh, yeah, drop the wool. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, that was pretty good. Well, let's see how many people figure it out. Well, no one will, but that's okay. Um, but no, let's talk about this pink LED keychain with 18 on it. Do we know what that's all about? Absolutely, we do. We do. Do you know it from the book or from the show? I know well. From the show, I know from the book. So, but from the show, you remember when they're trying to find that hard drive? Yeah. And he asks for, you know, if he goes, oh, something, remember the guy that finds it, he goes, something's wrong. The serial number's coming up is 18. Oh. And the guy goes, well, it's, you know, you know, or no, he goes, what's the serial number? Tim Robbins, you know, Bernard, what's the serial number? What's the serial number? He goes, this is going to be right. It's only, you know, it's only two digits long or whatever. <laughs> he goes, like, well, what's, the, you know, you know, it's 18. He goes, well, that's the serial number. Mm-hmm. And then, if you remember the very, 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 very last episode or two, he had that keychain that would glow sometimes and sometimes it wouldn't. Yeah, and it had the number eighteen on the keychain. Yep. So we will, we will. You'll either you'll either know from reading the books, or you will know very soon in the second season what that eighteen means. Well, he unlocks something. He unlocks something with that keychain. A door. A door. A door. Yeah. Yeah, and that's weird tech too it's like uh what yeah it's kind of you know and i'm trying to think of what other show i've i've watched recently within like within the past couple of years where the tech is kind of because it's meant to be not an alternate reality but just kind of an alternate way things kind of you know were manufactured or came to being so you know their stuff is i think this is going to go back to your your canning jars is you know it's oh it's it's as if they're all walking around using those handheld the brick phones with the black antenna sticking up right, on the top right. you know what i mean and it's like that is like like they're, they're stuck because because well because they literally that's very that's really interesting they're you stuck. say that they are stuck they because are. regardless of when they got into those silos everything stopped Mm-hmm. So any technological advancements that had been going on, you know, regardless of what year, you know, on, on a Gregorian calendar that they may be in, everything stopped the moment they went into those silos and closed the doors. You yeah. know, that as far as their level of technology goes. Yeah. Yeah, it's real interesting. But I th- that's where I wonder is like, ha- are other people able to go up top and come back down and get back in and bring new tech in like okay so go up top and come back down you're talking within the silo uh-huh but then going out and coming in i don't know i don't want to say anything yeah i know well we have a we we know at the very very end we know that um juliet sees a city on the horizon she she makes it she survives because she has good heat tape and and that's due to her buddy walker which is i think an interesting character because she is an agoraphobe she lives at the very bottom of the silo and And, and so is walker in the books although it's a guy and she lives and she's afraid to leave but when she knows she needs to help 
Juliet, she comes out. She comes out and she she forces yep. herself out. Yep. And that was pretty good. I really enjoyed that. I like that character. Um, but we see at the end when Juliet's walking around up top, we see more silos. We, we see, see more silos in like the city, and, and I'm thinking that after the you get to the end of the first book, and you still you don't know what city that is. Yeah, I mean, could we tell um, by the skyline? Well, what? I'm wondering. I, I couldn't tell by the skyline, but I didn't take a look. But I'm wondering, you know that that book that they had, you know, the piece of the red, the red. Uh, um, what, what do they call the stuff that's really bad to have? The red... Uh, oh, the relics. The red, the red the, relics. Yeah, class yeah. red or a red whatever. A red, yeah. red alert <laughs> red alert relic. Right. Apparently you, a you know, Pez dispenser. Well, no, but that uh, book. Duck. Yeah, that book. okay. So the that picture book, the, book is called Amazing Adventures in, in Georgia. Georgia. So which makes yep. me think that maybe that's Atlanta. Yeah, it might be. Or something. And that was considered a red relic. Um it is a red, a red level relic is a threat to order in the silo. I wrote that yep, down. That was the yeah. yep. So that would definitely be a red level. They're calling the Pez dispenser a red level relic, right? Because nobody knows anything about the the the, the kids' book yet. No, well, the <coughs> flame keepers do. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, as far as like judicial, right? Those guys, yeah, they, they, they didn't know anything about it, and then. Um, What's his name? The, the sheriff, you know, tore the one page out of there and then burnt the rest of the book. Right. Which was good. I think it was good that he burnt that. I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. Why? Because why? He t- he t- well, you know. he's got a wife and she's pregnant and I think he was worried about. Well, I'm sure he's worried about all kinds Plus of stuff. Plus he has that hand disease that he thinks is going to get him fired from his job. And Yeah. I think he was just being a pussy. <laughs> You know, one thing that I would say that is kind of annoying to me about the show, and you talked about one thing that was annoying, so once I talk about mine, you can talk about yours. I, I only talked about one thing. What, what did I talk about that was annoying about the show? Yeah, you're, you're going to no, remember that on your own. Okay. You're going to remember that on your own. Okay. But so I'm annoyed with, they keep talking about, we're going to send you the mines. We're going to send you the mines. <laughs> the fuck? You got mines down there? And, and they mention it. It's iron ore. They've got iron ore mines. And they're going to send someone down there for 20 years. Well, he threatens to send Lucas down there. What are they um, making with the iron ore? Are they burning it? Or what are they doing? I mean, it, well, anything metal. I mean, if you have want to have anything metal, you're going to have to mine you know, raw ore to process that ore into metal. So, I mean... It almost seems like the whole place is metal. I mean, the doors on every room are metal. Right. You know, there's... I'm, I have no idea what they're doing IT-wise. You know, are they are they doing any chip manufacturing? I don't think so. Because, <laughs> oh, because, because it all seems like yeah. it's, you know, very old technology. You know, uh-huh. ba- barely a keyboard um, and, and a monitor. There's no mice. Right. You notice that right. they don't have any computer mice or anything like that. They're all using DOS commands, I bet. You know, it's all a very, it's all like a keyboard, green screens. Yep. Remember, they were they were freaking out when um, uh, when Jules saw that video um, of George. This mm-hmm. is hey, don't panic. This is this thing that you're watching me move on now is what's called a video. Yeah. You know, and he and because he, he used that camcorder too. Mm-hmm. That uh, Walker was trying to figure out what it was. He used the camcorder to, you know, create the video. So, I, I don't know what they're, if anything, they're manufacturing. 
I mean, I'm sure things would wear down and break and replace their metal. They'd have to have some source of something. I just thought. But would you think the mines would be like at the very, very bottom somewhere? So you would think that that would kind of be discovered since she found a huge swimming pool with the with the silo, you know, drilling rig was down in that water. Yeah. We didn't uh, we didn't see the mines ever. No. no and you, you always think to me, mines would be at the very bottom. Or and the very she said, end of well, something. exactly. And she they sent the guy that was watching the stars. Um, Lucas. Lucas. They sent him down there. Yeah, Lucas Bernard is like, you're going to the mines. So, Which, that, again, is completely opposite in the, in the book. Lucas is being groomed by Bernard to take his place. Okay, that's interesting. Well, did you remember what you didn't like? No. Uh, we must have been talking about it. Well, I mean, I, I mean, there's there's nothing that big I don't like about it. So what what is it I don't like? Well, it was it's all these. Um, it's the Raiders. You told me you didn't like the the Raiders, the concept of the Raiders. Well, no. Right. You were well. Tell me why. Because you literally have this not even being a police force. You know, they're like brown shirts. Mm. You know, it's 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 like a fascist brown shirt state yeah. where you have you have your law enforcement that's there to you law enforcement, but you're you're secondary to the brown shirts, which is the real, you know, a lot uh, not law enforcement, but you know, this other group that's really in control of everything. So everybody else is just a figurehead. Yeah. Until you until you piss off the wrong people, and then the brown shirts come get you, which yeah. is really what the what the uh, what's called are. The Raiders. The Raiders. Yeah. Well, Ac- accountable to no one, really. Yeah. Well, except for Bernard. I, I suppose ultimately they'd be all be accountable to Bernard, even though Sims is the one that kind of runs them. Yeah, it was Sims's wife that was a former was, Raider. Was one for a while. Yeah. And she makes a very good point when, I mean, she actually counters, you know, and kind of takes um, Jules' side when they're talking in the apartment afterwards. He's like, well, I told them not to shoot. You know when she said when she says that she let him let her go. Yeah. When when his wife says that she let Jules go, and he starts to blow up, and she's like, "I know how it works. You come in here and started shooting. I told him not to shoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was ready for twelve years. I know how that works. Yeah. So in other words, somebody's gonna pop off and do something right stupid, which is inevitable because you get you get you get a group of people like that and they think they can't be touched. True. So yeah, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't care for the rate. I mean, yeah, I don't like them as a thing, but it's they're kind of right now. They're kind of like that bug that just kind of only you only keep swatting. Right. Well, I mean, there's there's quite a bit of social control within the silo, and so it's just another, it's just another um, type of social control. You, know, you don't do what we want. We want. We're gonna send the raiders. We're gonna, you know, and most of the people, I'd say, like. 98% of the people in that place don't know they're being watched because they're calling the surveillance equipment air air cleaning or air, air, air cleaning air, devices uh, air um, management uh like air um air quality air monitors quality monitor. there you go yeah so why are you breaking that air quality monitor was one of the lines because it's looking at me yeah and that, I mean there's a lot and that's one thing you 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 notice if you're you got to pay attention in the show really closely. If you notice in the first or second episode, there's a note 
that says literally in the sheriff's file that says move the flowers because he's trying. No, 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 it says get more flowers get or more whatever. Add, or whatever. Double yeah, the add. flowers. It's double yeah. the flowers. And it's like he's trying to block them out. Because he yeah. knew about the camera. Yeah, he knew about the camera. So. Yeah, um, it's a very. It's a different. If it's a different show. It's a mystery show. It's much, very much mystery. It, it, well, like you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll, you know, I give it to you that it's a. Well, it wouldn't be anything to, to watch if there was no mystery. But oh, I don't know. A lot of shows they lead early on with stuff. I mean, they don't. They don't play things out like this show does. Well, and you know, and it's 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 timeline. Excuse me. You know, as far as how you know things unfold, everything's unfolded the same way as it did in the books. So, well, okay. I guess now I got to start reading this book. It's very good reading. I don't know. I've got a lot of books on my to do list, and that one might well, have to take. Well, I, I actually now that I'm now that I'm done with the first book, and I know that they're literally filming the second season right now. I'm probably going to jump from this one. Um, I was really hoping to re get knock out one of them from Foundation before that started up again. Oh, I think that's a that's but a tall order. It's a very tall order, and be- especially since they have been pulling material from the first book, and then also after he wrote the first three books, and then came back, kind of started doing some prequel stuff. You know, they're pulling stuff from the prequel books too, or I should say, as well. I think for foundation, I'm just gonna have to let that one go. <laughs> let that I, one go yeah, I might, because it it sounds like they're taking a lot more artistic licensing with how they do things with that TV show versus the book. It it seems to be much more scattershot. Oh, okay. Well, I enjoy the read. series. I don't probably. Oh, read I do it. too. Reading the book might ruin it. Well, and it's and and or. You know, when when will you have time to read everything that you need to read to to. I guess associated to the TV show, yeah. you, you really have to have them all knocked out. And from what I'm guessing, that they're not. I'm guessing they're not short. Well, books. that's an interesting concept because when I first heard about Game of Thrones, the TV show, I read an article that said it's absolutely critical that you read the books. And I started reading them, and I was about a year before the show came out, and really? I was able to knock them all out. Critical yeah. that you read the books. That's what they said. Yeah. See, see, then that would be a absolutely terrible adaptation of a book for a tv show if you had to have read the books well and i i maybe i disagree with that statement to a certain point but i mean but, you get what i'm saying right i mean if it, you, right. you know hey we had a tv show coming out that we're spending millions and millions of dollars on every episode for but blah, blah blah hbo is betting the farm on it but you really need to read the books ahead of time yeah that would be yeah. that'd be terrible writing yeah, probably. Well, speaking of writing, how Still. how bad is this? You know, writer strike going to impact everything? It, I mean, shows are already getting canceled off streaming services. Yeah. One, the ones that they were either you know planning on doing have been shuttered. Ones that were kind of had been getting green lit. Well, what are all been, these now been canceled? I, what I don't really understand is why the late night talk show shows can't run why they have to be shut down because you because think, there's no writing well why does there need to be a writer i mean come every, on every every joke 
that they tell when they see them by the dead is done by a writer. So stop. Just stop. Do do something differently. Do do it differently. I mean, what, did they just get to take a big vacation until the writer's strike is over? Fortunately, I don't have to worry about that. I suppose, like, you know, Colbert and... They, they all have writers that write everything that they say. They're, I mean, they're, they're, Colbert is not up there making up those jokes, either as he goes along or beforehand. Well, that's kind of sad, because I kind of thought he did. No, those are writers that write that stuff. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I thought he had some writers, but don't you think he's capable of cracking a few jokes? Probably. Yeah. But so, because because you have a TV show, the show is going to have writers, and then the writers get to write a certain percentage of that show. I mean, that's you know the way the agreements are drawn up. Yeah. Well, I just think that... The last, the last writer's strike... Um, um, John Stewart was still hosting The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And I think after it had gone for like six months or something like that, they did come back with... So everybody that wasn't a writer came back and they started writing the show, started doing the show again. And they called it A Daily Show. Not The Daily Show. It was A, da- oh, a Daily Show. Yeah, it was see, A there Daily is a Show with John Stewart. But, I mean, no, but the deal was... So they were saying it wasn't The Daily Show. Because that had writers. Mm-hmm. So they were doing a daily show. And it was very stripped down. And, and frankly, very bad. <laughs> so, I mean, the writer's strike then not only holds uh, the writers hostage, it holds like the cameraman and everybody basically that works on that show. It doesn't hold the writers hostage because it's the writers that are on strike. Well, but it, it puts a lot of other workers in a bad position. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even like the janitors, the people that sell, you know, beer at these places or whatever. I mean, it puts you're, everybody out of work. Yep. No, you're absolutely right. That's, um, but they felt they needed a strike because they weren't getting what they felt they deserved in their contracts. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's a bad situation for them. But I want to think about the snowball effect. But, but I want my TV show. The do- no, I'm not saying that. I'm talking about the people that work in these studios. There is, there definitely is a halo effect. Yeah, there's a halo effect for other people that. Um, but my guess is that the the janitors, as you mentioned, and you know the other people, um, depending upon who they are on a show or whatnot, you know they're not punching a the clock. They're you know paid a salary. So it's, so, it's, so it's not like these people, it's not like everybody's, you know, it's not like it's pandemic stuff where everybody's literally out of work. Well, I I feel like it's kind of a shitty situation for others. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we move on to Strange New Worlds? Talk about that for Let's. A bit? Let's. Should have watched the last episode before we started this, so you could have seen it. Oh, I didn't know there was another episode. There's four now total. One. Yes. Okay. So really, the because you've seen three. Yeah, yeah. So I, I saw the timey wimey one. Should we should we push pause and watch the fourth ep- watch the fourth episode real fast since you want to talk about Strange New Worlds? Yeah, if you want to. I mean, it's eight thirty on a Sunday night. That's fine. I'm not going to do anything more anyway. Okay, fine. There we go. Push buzz. I just like to push stop. Bye, everybody. So, 
what you're saying is you wish you were a man. <laughs> what? Where, where are you getting that from? From your drooling over your, your photo album that I just oh, saw. Oh, give me a break. No, it's not. You were looking at stuffed, cream stuffed donuts. <laughs> the Mango Tango from Bear Scat. It's amazing. And apparently you don't think the same. And women who look like they... They're big... I admire I admire people that have good muscle development. So yeah, I was I was showing some pictures off of people I know, and right. and Scott was like, "Gross." That was on our on yeah. our what, <laughs> do you, what do you call it on we're our on a break our concession. Yeah, like, no, we're on a con- break. Not concession. We always well, they always call that you know, like long plays and stuff. We'll have a intermission. Well, yeah, kind of a long intermission because we long watched the whole show. Well, we had to get we had to get up to snuff. Well, did we really? <laughs> because you know, Strange New Worlds is is more is not um, it's it's more episodic. It's episodic. What do they call them? Bottle episodes. Bottle episodes. I've never heard that. Yeah, episode in a bottle. Oh, okay. Self-contained. Yeah, self-contained. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm, bottle episodes. Yeah. Well, then, plus now you're caught up. Yeah, it's a good show. Love love that show. It's a. Uh, it reminds me a lot more of the original series than any of the other ones, and and it feels it feels, it feels good. It feels like Star Trek. Does it feel like Star Trek? It does Trek? feel like Star Trek. Yeah, it does feel like that. Star Trek. I only Trek. talked about it earlier because I hated hearing that all the time about people whining about Discovery. It doesn't feel like Star Trek. Actually, I think you said that once, too. Yeah, I said Sorry. that, but, but it doesn't matter if it doesn't feel like Star Trek. It is Star Trek. That's all that matters. That's what I said. Yeah. Well, we're on the same page doesn't, as doesn't, that. It doesn't matter what you and I think. It matters what the people who were writing the episodes and getting paid to do so think. I will say this about uh, the, the latest Spock. He's the perkiest Spock. He's he's not... Ex- he's... he's uh, I don't know how to explain him. He's definitely perky. He maybe shows too much emotion. Well, but if you remember... When we were first introduced to Spock, he smiled and he laughed and the whole bottle of wax in the original series. Yeah, he. but a lot of the laughs that came out of Spock were forced in some way no, no, by like the circumstances. First, like the first couple of episodes, because they changed him. You know how they, it seems like they always do that with TV shows. They'll run a pilot and then like have another episode and then they like completely change some characters. Um, I'm trying to think who I'm thinking of here to um well they did the same thing with deep space nine the first probably i don't know how many how many episodes probably six of them or something um uh quark's brother shit what was nog no 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 nog is quark's nephew his brother um shit i can't remember his name anyway he, you know, he he turned into this, you know, just kind of this this idiot that kind of walked around, you know, whatever. Goofball, yeah. and, and even the way he spoke, but like the first half dozen episodes, he wasn't like that at all. I mean, he spoke very normally. He kind he kind of his his appearance, his his, um, he kind of looked at people kind of like side eyeing, you know, and and very, you know, creepy, you know, kind of sizing everybody up that he saw until. They changed him into this kind of bumbling fool, and they changed the way his voice sounded and everything. Mm, yeah. So, 
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like this incarnation of Spock. And, and I think there are some circumstances, too, that are driving him. Like this last episode where he loses his memory, although he's fairly serious in the, this last episode. He was still very much a Vulcan about yeah. it. Yeah, and that, no wonder he couldn't have re- read, read the tablet. He probably was like, what's well, this no, language? But I'm sure, no, I'm sure that's exactly what it was because, you know, they purposefully gave everybody a, a, a tablet to say, you know, if you forget who you are, here's this, read this. But then but they didn't forget, think, didn't think about giving forget. the <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think about giving the one to the Vulcan in Vulcan. <laughs> he, he'd probably... But think about that. If you were given a tablet and to- told to carry it around and then you're forgetting things, wouldn't you just set it down somewhere and walk away and not really know? <laughs> uh, probably prob- No, you're pro- probably, you're probably you know, right. No, somebody's I, on tablet duty. You're going to have to pick up everybody's <laughs> tablets now. But it was, it was the fact that he said, it was, I think this has the answers to our questions, but I can't read it. <laughs> That's good. So It was his idea. I liked, I liked so that, you know, if we go backwards with this current episode, that... <laughs> My favorite part was when Ortega is hiding in her quarters and she's like, she talks to the computer and she's basically like, stop the rocks, stop, yeah, stop the, the rocks. rocks. And stop the computer the is like, um, you're the pilot. Drop the wool, <laughs> drop the wool. Uh, let's not go back to, let's not go back to backwards. Let's stay, stick with strange to world. We're just doing little, you know, t-shirts. So well, let's talk about the, the, what we know about the first four episodes, total of strange new worlds. What have we learned? What's going on? What are some thoughts? It's going to culminate with the Gorn, obviously. Yeah. That's going to be the you know, big that was bad. The, that was the, you know, from the, at the very ending of the first episode or at the beginning of the first episode, they were concerned about where you know people were going to be in positions and all that kind of stuff and because it started with them with a map you know like a couple of the i was gonna say colonels a couple of the admirals <clears throat> had a map up that they're looking at but they can blurt it out so it wasn't until the end of that episode you know they're like well spock might have saved us from fighting a war on two fronts you know meaning meaning the cling the klingons the klingots um and then they zoomed in on you know, Gorn Battlecruiser, but that uh, little trailer montage thing we watched too with the other captain, you know, when she was standing there, there was a Gorn ship coming down. That was Gorn ship? Yeah, well, I thought it was, it was just the visitors. No. <laughs> Heard this Diana, whole difference, right? Diana's making oh, an appearance. Oh, you know what? And so here's something. So everybody's like, oh, oh, they're making them look like alien xenomorphs and blah, blah, blah. You know, people are, mm-hmm. you know, don't like the, the remake of the Gorn. Mm-hmm. I think they look cool because I think they look badass. But one thing that they should have thought about, you know, that if they wanted to, you know, give them a facelift, you know, make them modern, is because I was thinking Alien, right? Well, it was Alien, and who's the other one? Predator. Remember Alien yeah. v Predator? Yeah. Maybe they should have made the new Gorn more like Predator and less like the Xenomorphs because then at least it would have been. You know, a biped. They could they could have had some biped, something or other. Well, you know what I mean. But but Enterprise already kind of fucked it up once because they had their episode that had the Gorn in it, and they'd already made the Gorn and kind of xenomorphy ish in an episode of Enterprise. I think they should have stuck with the original Gorn, the original oh, latex no. suit. <laughs> it's so fun because you have. Because so you fun. have one person, one person you know, 
with a goofy fucking Gorn doll. And like, I'm, like, I'm that person. I'm that person. I've got the same Gorn doll, oh, and yeah. I, I, I made. Uh, you know, you've seen it. You've seen my centerpiece, the Gorn centerpiece with the mask. Yeah, and, it's just. I mean, yeah. I mean, but I'm just saying, if you're going to try to evolve, if your if your intent was to evolve them, then it would have almost been safer to go a route like a predator, because they wanted to make them nasty. So they could have done something predator like, you know, big tall green it's kind of like the original one was i think you just described so that, the but, original but that's what i'm trying to say i'm trying to see if you wanted to <laughs> modernize if you wanted to modernize the original one maybe looking more towards predator versus alien would have been the direction to go i can't wait until the little new xenomorph gorns speak that's going to be fun How be are they speak? but you know i listened to this other trek podcast i was listening to you know it's actually good they actually have do interviews <laughs> And they interviewed, you know, one of the guys that's a showrunner on this, on Strange New Worlds. And he flat out said that he knew. He said, I love the Gorn. Always love the Gorn. Wanted the Gorn to be scary. He said, ever since I was a kid, he said, this is a chance to make it scary. He said, what we're doing with it is not canon. And I don't care. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I mean. I mean he, he, flat out, he flat out came out and said, I don't care. Because this, this is what I want the Gorn to be. And so I'm like, yeah, because you're fucking writing scripts and you got a job. You get, to, you get to do that. Yeah, you know, one might like to say also, let's go back into the past and make it scarier. <laughs> That's kind of what they're doing. But see, but see, this is the whole problem. I've said this to you before. With shows that keep trying to do fucking prequels all the time. You know, anytime you go before a show that's been... You're you're gonna you're gonna collide with this stuff, and it's gonna be a mess. Yeah. The only discovery finally found its footing when I went to the future, and it's like they can do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right about that. And they've done some really cool shit. You know, the Discovery's ship, ship cool designs. Show. Yeah. Discovery's you know, a flashy. Yeah, very, I mean, it's, it's a very sparkly Star Trek. That's it's, what it it's, is. It's it's that's cool. You know, and, I love the. And remember what happened when they made vampires sparkle and how angry people got. So what are you talking about? Talking about Twilight. Everyone was angry about the sparkly vampire. <laughs> Fortunately, I never fucking watched any of that stupid shit. <laughs> well, I tried to make. I, I guess because I can't my, make because a, because my penis is not I, detachable. I can't and make. And it stays on. Wow! I, wow! <laughs> what are you talking about? So what? I'm 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 making a cutting scathing remark towards anybody who watched Twilight that might be a male and and <sighs> taking a shot at their manhood. Oh well. Okay. <laughs> I guess I can't make a comparison to Twilight if you haven't watched it and you don't understand the sparkly I, vampire I, I can tell you, there's nothing that you can compare between Twilight and fucking Star Trek. Well, yeah, because people said that vampires couldn't sparkle like diamonds shine light bright like a diamond they couldn't and so the look at discovery is just very very souped up high octane star trek very flashy and that's what i'm getting at the two of them they do compare because people were like saying bullshit twilight can't do that with their vampires huh i'm <laughs> I just don't know what to say. You really, you really kind of painted yourself in a corner on that one. No, I'm not I didn't sure where to go. I painted myself in no corner. I didn't paint it. I don't. And if I did paint myself in a corner and uh, walk through it and leave the footprints yeah, in the there, paint, there, so there. I'm a boss. <laughs> well, let's get back to Spock. So, what do you think about him playing the harp? That's kind of fun. 
the the Tootsie or the Tootie Picky or whatever it is they call it. I can't remember what they call it. I will say that they actually brought um, some mus- mu- musical music musical manufacturers, some instrument manufacturers. They had actually brought a harp player in. Oh, that's cool. To show him how to pluck the strings to make it, you know, to be realistic as far as how. Lucky harp player. Lucky harp person. Yeah, that's probably her biggest break in her entire life. They, 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 dub, they dub it all over. I think it's, a, it, and I think one of the show writers on this is Akiva Goldsmith, if I remember right. And if not, I'm wrong, but that's one of the truck guys. And so they dubbed over actual harp music because the thing cannot be tuned. It doesn't have any real notes whatsoever. So it just kind of goes blang, blang, blang. Uh. When it goes. <laughs> so when they would when they would try to play on it, it just would sound like shit. Uh. So they actually dubbed like actual harp music over the top of it. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's like cool. that. I thought. And it's like 99% looks like the one from TOS. They just, yeah. just kind of give it some polish, you know, and re- some you know little refinements. How do you know it's not the original prop? Because I watched the show with the prop guys that were oh, talking about okay. how they constructed it yeah cool yeah no i like that i so part of the prequels that i like are these little tidbits you know not exactly easter eggs but things that they bring back that pops memories in your head of the original like the well like the during the trial they have the goofy um award not awards but yeah awards that you know somebody in, in the service would get you know, for us, it was always everything's ribbons were in rows mm-hmm. in the military. And so they have those weird, odd-shaped, kind of sort of triangular things that are all then kind of fit into larger pieces that are all different colors. And that's right out of TOS. Yeah. Except they were cloth. Of course, everything was cloth back then. Their deltas were cloth, sewn on their uniforms. Oh, really? Those, those goofy the little thingamabobbies were cloth, sewn on. So you're calling their communicators deltas? It's not their communicators. They don't have community. They don't. They don't slap their chest to talk to people in this timeline. They oh. whip it out of their belt and go, Scotty, beam something. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's not. That's not. A no, they say Carol Kane beam something now. <laughs> Commander Pelia. It's just that nobody, nobody ever said, beam me up, Scotty. In any episode of TOS, that's why. What? I was saying because nobody ever said Scotty beam me up in any episode of Star Trek. Hmm. How do you know that? Because other people have gone through and debunked it by watching every episode of Star Trek. The whole beam me up Scotty thing, it doesn't it it, it actually was never said in any episode. How about a movie? Oh. Really? Hmm. Be, there might have been like Scotty three to beam up, you know, whatever. But the whole beam me up, Scotty, is, yeah. was manufactured. Huh. That was pretty damn good manufacture. I'm just saying it was never said in an episode, though. Well, that's good. I mean, someone, thus whoever's idea it was to make us remember um, something that never actually even happened in an episode is pretty damn good. You mean like the Holocaust? Oh heavens, no! <laughs> don't what. Why? Because, Get away from because that. It just, or the moon landing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stick to the moon landing, please. I'm not. That's not cool. Uh. Ugh, can't resist. <laughs> How about the... Uh, so we're, we're totally jumping around in these in these episodes, but may your blood scream. What's that? That was... that was that, Yeah, that was whatever their, their toast is. The Klingon toast for drinking blood wine. Klingon toast. Yeah. Yeah, because... Yeah, because 
Pia, Pia, Pia says that. She's like, my Klingon baby bad, or maybe bad or old or something like that. She goes, but did they just say, you know, may your blood scream? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the, I thought he said something like, well, I think that's the point. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. That was a good episode. What do you think I, about they, the... they need to have more of her in there. She needs to be in every fucking episode. Carol Kane? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She's, she's great. <sighs> she's so uh, awesome. And this uh, character, now you did say that this character has been referenced before. It's um, Lanthanite, a species that have been on Earth incognito. No, it's not. It's this is the. I mean, this is the first time it's ever been referenced. Okay. This, this is a brand new character, brand new species to canon. Okay, so they've put they've inserted this. It's not like it's not like she's been there before. No, they're just correct. Correct. This is a new character for Strange New Worlds. Okay, that's good. I like that. She's pretty awesome. I wish I wish they would have treated her differently though, in that episode when they went back to Toronto, mm. because she was really, or even there was no. When Laon came back to the present time, and she went under the bridge, and Pike is like, "Hey, you're dressed kind of casual and out of uniform and everything, right?" And Pia was there. And there's and no recognition. There was, there was no, because see, you know, that as, as soon as she first met Lon in our time frame, she would know that she's met her before. Right. Right. Yeah. From having, you, know, uh-huh. you know, same same thing happened with Picard and Guinan. You know, Guinan, so, you know, all the first years, all that kind of stuff, Guinan knew that she had met Picard yet before, but he didn't know it yet because it wasn't until he went back in time. Back to uh, San Francisco, you know, when they found Data's head. Anyway, so that from the very first moment that Guinan would have met Picard, she'd be like, oh, I've met you before, but I can't tell you about it for like another eight years until it happens. So it was, that should have been the same thing with Leah, Pia. Is it <laughs> Pia or Plea? Plea. Whatever. And, yeah, I know. <laughs> no, I forget. that is Captain Commander Pelia. Oh, Pelia. 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 That's it. Pelia. Well, I could be um, wrong, too. I'm, I'm really down <laughs> myself right now. So, that should have been the same thing. You know, Pelia should have recognized... I'm not saying that she didn't, but when she came back, when, when La'an came back... Yeah. At that point, Pelia should have been able to kind of give her a, you know, a nod or a wink or whatever or a, you know... I don't know right. a word or two. She well, uh, but she didn't because Carol she was. Carol Kane, the actress, would have given her a big wink, right. like but, I'm winking my eye at you. But all they, all they, <laughs> all that happened was they let Laon kind of give her, you know, say, "Oh, let's overlook the fact that we found out that she's stolen more shit." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Well, I, you know what I mean. That I gotta, I gotta be honest. Um, I, I liked the episode, but. I didn't like the injection of these time police into this, this series. I didn't like that. I thought that was cumbersome, quite well, that, frankly. And that's what started the whole thing. That's who that one guy was. I know. And it just didn't work for me. It was just kind of like, what the hell? Um, well, they're there for the... It's just been the same way for every episode that's had any timey-wimey stuff. Is this, as soon as they invented the temporal accords... Um, during the Enterprise series. Yeah. So then they've always had something temporal, you know, the temporal. Pl- Actually, no, that's not true. They had the temporal police uh, during DS9, now that I think about it, too. Well, but, but were they, were they, were And they, I were, they were there to question, they questioned the shit out of Cisco about stuff. Because it was when Cisco and his crew went back to TOS and they were on that station that had 
all the tribbles. And so that was and they oh, were yeah. they were doing that episode where you know there was the grain or whatever the trouble with tribbles and that's where Kirk the whole all of them come dumping out on him in the TOS yeah. oh, episode. Yeah, I know, I know that episode. So they well. they did that. So mm-hmm. they, they so they piggybacked that episode, you know, because yeah. they actually took you know footage from it. But they did, did that, that as kind of a lark. I mean, they did that as a fan tribute episode. Well, no, but it was it was written in pretty well where they were chasing this individual who was a Klingon who was modified to look human. They actually had him in custody, and then he did something and fucked something up and sent them back the whole ship back to the past because he was like going to go back and kill himself in the past or some horseshit. But anyway, they. You know, it was done as in somebody else rigged the ship to go into the past, and that's where they found themselves stuck, and then he disappeared. So they got to go find him. Okay. So that's how it wasn't a thing where it was like, oh, we want to go back there and play with Tribbles. So I read an article that said that this particular episode of Strange New Worlds was a tribute. This, this one that we just saw? No. No, the one we're talking about, the time machine one. Oh. Was a tribute to the original series episode City on the Edge of Forever, which is where Kirk has to go back in time and kill kill a, a woman that changes like World War II. No, that's not what happens. No, I'm saying <laughs> this episode was a callback. No, I'm there. saying that's not what uh, City on the Edge of Forever, that's not what happens in that episode. He doesn't go back and kill somebody. He doesn't. He allows someone to die. He he go. They chase McCoy back. He has some kind of sickness, and he mm-hmm. McCoy goes into the past. Yeah. And so they go back after McCoy, and what happens is um, Kirk falls in love with yeah. this woman who's supposed to die. Yeah. And he is considering not right. letting her die. Mm-hmm. And so the other guys have to force him to let go and let her die because she's supposed to let her die. She's supposed to die. And there's. But he, but he doesn't kill her. But they're saying that this particular episode I, is oh, similar to that because of the way Kirk dies in it. And I'm just like, no, this is no, not a comparison no, at all. not at all. But that all. everybody oftentimes tries to compare City on the Edge of Forever to... Something else. Something. And this one just didn't work for no, me that no, way. No, it had it, nothing no. to do with Time that. travel, that's it. I mean, it didn't have the Guardian or anything like that. Yeah. Well, they were tying it to, I think, Khan. You know, they're trying to tie it to Khan. Well, because they... Because they end up seeing... You end up seeing Khan. Well, the biggest thing is they totally, they totally changed the timeline. Because the whole thing with Khan, like from the original series, Space Seed... Mm-hmm. You know, when they find him and all his, his other miscreants floating around in space. That whole eugenics war thing was supposed to have happened in Earth's 1990s. So, with this ep- that episode where they went back, they being Laon and Kirk, the, that, the, you, the, genetics, <laughs> genetics, the eugenics war hadn't happened. And so, Khan was like a little kid hanging out at a, I don't know. Whatever that facility was. Yeah, I think he was like a captive there of some kind, wasn't he? Well, I don't know. It was it, the well, the facility was the Noonian thing, whatever the hell it was. And so that's him. But it's like the whole timeline slid. I mean, he should have been much older at that point. If he was, I mean, at that point, he actually would have been floating around in space somewhere and have, and, and that eugenics war would have already taken place because that was supposed to happen in the 90s. Yeah. So they can't. I mean, they they've they've screwed with canon. 
Yeah, they in just that don't. respect. Well, here's the deal. Uh, the, really, I don't. And this is something we talk about a lot. I, I don't. Should give we shit care about, about canon or not? Does it even matter? Because I, I think it. I think it matters on the big things. I think little little things that don't really impact the story or Trek as a whole. I don't think matter at all. And feel free to stretch them. And that's honest. I really don't see the whole the point of this whole episode with Kirk, other than it was designed to bring. Kirk into an episode fully without a bunch of other I people. I honestly don't get the point of that episode either. I don't either. I mean, that good. We're agreement on that. And I sit here and I think, why do I feel that way? I don't even know, but it just didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. At, at this point, I don't know what it did for the other, uh, other episodes of the season. And clearly, I think La'an should have told someone that she was kidnapped by a timey-wimey force and that they exist and all that business well number one she wasn't kidnapped she sort of was wasn't she she's like just sucked in the guy the guy gave her the remote control and at the i mean at this point whatever had happened in the past changed the future so she already had to do something when did when how did he did he just die there on the deck? I can't remember. Yeah, did he remember evaporate? He, he stumbled you know, out of nowhere and you know mm-hmm. said go to the bridge and blah 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 and handed her the thing and said something happened in the past or whatever it was. He died and disappeared. Mm. Yeah, he just kind of evaporated, huh? Convenient. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I know that you don't give a rat's ass about. Well, maybe this. they have. Maybe they have something in them. Like if you're a time. Yeah. A time cop, if you die while you're out doing whatever. It, bite it, this it, capsule. It re- yeah. No, not bite this capsule. If you die, if your, uh, what do you want to call it, your your bodily systems stop, maybe it's got something in there, then it automatically transports you back to Yeah, I guess we'll have to watch 12 Monkeys again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I want to say, though, that you're not going to really give any shit about is that guest actress that I was trying to figure out who that was and who that was and the woman in Toronto that they first meet oh, the with one the that camera. I, the one that I literally said I don't give a shit about you her already. You don't give a yeah. shit about her. And I sat there and I'm like, who is she? Who is she? Who is she? Well, she was the gal that played Mary Queen of Scots on Rain, which was a good show on the CW network, first of all. I thought it was a good show. Um, so if people were wondering who she was, that's that's who she was. And I have no idea how to use Google or anything like that. That's awesome for you to do that for people. <laughs> I just want to say, that's cool. It kind of took me a while to find her, and I still didn't catch her real name, and I didn't look any harder than I needed to. So it was my brain that figured it out. It wasn't Google, because sometimes I like to just go into my brain. Oh, God, I can't even imagine what it's like in there. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> well, ditto, douchebag. You, 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 you must be the only person that likes to go in there. Ditto. <laughs> God, I'm calling you names. She's well, a ditto, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in your brain either. Yeah, but I'm not calling you names, slapping insults around. <laughs> God. Look at how wide open I left you for that. I know at least one of our listeners will be pleased with that that interchange. I, you know. I think people are going to be tuning in and go, God, man, she is fucking mean. Yeah, right. Well, what else should we talk about? What do you want to bring up about these four episodes? I, I'm, I, I just don't want this to be. I can't believe we're on episode four of uh-huh. ten. Yeah. 
and they've already signaled that the Gorn are going to be, you know, a player, and that the only thing that we have from them so far is, uh, you know, some little blip on a map on the first, the first episode where April is like, well, at least now we probably only have to fight the Gorn on one front. You know what I'm saying? It, it sounds like it's going to be some, one of those things where they they rush. Even you know, Picard did that too every freaking season. They rush to rush to fill everything in, you know, for the last three episodes. And I have a feel, I have a feeling like they're probably going to do that with this too. Yes, you want you want because I've already seen the preview for for the next episode, right? And you know, you have not because we didn't watch it together. But I've I've seen it, and you know, at least on its face from the preview, there's nothing Gornish about it but i think what they showed for the preview was early in the episode have we seen rigel seven in other star trek episodes i don't think we've seen it's been mentioned many times or let me say several times throughout other series yeah so you think it's tos but i don't recall don't recall that it's ever been seen time yeah uh, right but it's been mentioned and it's funny every Pashua. time, because you know this this uh, that Zacharias character. Have we ever heard from him before, too? No, it was just part of the their crew earlier on. A yeoman, yeoman from the Enterprise, Calarin. Yet, funny enough, not the first time they've had an issue with somebody from Trek being either left somewhere. <laughs> I mean, man, they sure don't do the whole, you know, no man left behind thing. You know, they they thought three people were dead on the planet and they still just left them there. <laughs> well, I mean, what the fuck? And maybe if it goes against the prime directive, like to do more harm, they just have to leave them there. Leave a, leave a corpse from well, <laughs> some other, you know. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, you got a point there. Uh, plus, you see what, co- what kind of problems it causes. Yeah. Especially when they're not dead. Yeah. But this isn't the first time either they've had, you know, some lone, I don't say lone wolf, an, indiv- an individual from Star Trek that ends up like being alone on a planet and becoming like a ruler. Yeah. Or a king. Yeah. You know, that, that's not, you know, this isn't the first time something like that's happened and either. That's a, that's a Doctor Who thing, too. It's an everything thing. It's an everything thing. It's happened, a good, it happened in Stargate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know what I liked, though? But So we talked about how... How these these shows seem so similar to original series, and there's always a character like the almost like a narrator type character who comes along, and it's that guy that was Luck, L U K or L U Q. But don't they Luck. normally? And there there are, and but then don't they normally kind of end up being like a bad guy somehow? Sometimes they end up being a bad guy, but in 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 the case of this dude, it's it's oftentimes they're so convinced of what's right. Because that's what's happening to them. This is the way they live their oh, life. Oh yeah, they've been totally. Is, they've been culturally indoctrinated, and and then the characters from from Starfleet are always the one like injecting the critical thinking. But but this isn't where this isn't my home. This oh, but it is your home. You live here now. I mean, it's just right, like, right. No, that's yeah. Kind of the way it is, and and they're always so kind of like this. They talk just very well, and they slow usually just kind of like cult like hippie like. Yeah, exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It seems like they end up usually being 
bad, you know, bad guys. Well, I wouldn't always say. But this, mean, guy, this guy wasn't. I mean, he was just another. He was very helpful. He was trying to help. What's the word I'm but, looking for? You know, well, collateral just, damage, you know. Well, you know, yeah, first of all, he didn't know much of what was going on because he kept forgetting. Everybody kept forgetting. <laughs> they, they had a lot of, they had a lot of deep stuff, though, thing. because they're like, it. they said... In the the palace keeps the memories so that we don't have to, because memories are pain. And he says, "I feel the absence, the loss, but I don't need to know the story." That was pretty poignant. I thought that. it's 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 like I know that there's loss there. I know I've forgotten stuff that I want to know. Yeah. But the pain, yeah, the pain of the well, you know, what are you supposed to be the pain of not being able to be there or whatever would be too great so i might as well not remember it then remember i mean i yeah, it's I mean, kind of the direction i thought of it it's it, it's a very interesting it's like would you rather live uh with like a sense that you don't know your life or your history say, you're you just waking be, up every you day be bore, born blind or have a vision for 20 <laughs> years and then go yeah blind. yeah that's totally what it is and it reminded me a little bit of the concept of eternal sunshine of this the that, that Jim Curry, Carey movie, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, or something like that. Never saw it. Well, it's, it's in a futuristic world where you can go and have your memory completely erased. So, Isn't like, that total recall? Yeah, it might be too. But, but in this case, this guy, Jim Carrey's character, has a bad breakup and he wants to forget the woman he was with. And so he goes in and he has a race, but then she starts coming back, kind of. The memory um, starts coming back. There's an episode on Boston Legal that's like that, too. Jeez, that's not even sci-fi. <laughs> oh, Shatner. Ah, Shatner yeah. and Pierre du yeah. Whatever Odo's name is. I can never remember. Aberjani? Rene Aberjani? Yeah. Why can't you ever remember his name? I don't know. No. Rene Because every, every, every night I have a great forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I <laughs> just like in this episode, it'd be nice, have, or not the great, the forget, the forgetting, the forgetting. I have the yeah. forgetting. I had a bad. I had you a bad, had a hard I had a, forgetting. I had a hard forgetting last night. <laughs> hey, go easy on them. They had a rough forgetting. And then it was kind of funny when that Zacharias guy was laughing. You believe the totem story? You believe that fairy tale? Yeah, that was kind of funny. Well, why wouldn't he believe the totem story? Well, he doesn't this, remember anything. <laughs> this whole episode boiled down to the fact that wearing tinfoil hats is actually something good for you. Yeah, that, yeah. Because <laughs> all the guards, their their helmets were what the, kept their their memories intact. It was the um, the ore from the planet that was right. built. So in the, the, the castle house. protected you, but yeah. if you went out to be protected, there was their helmets. Yeah, the little tinfoil <laughs> hats. You know, I think we're talking about this particular episode because it's really fresh. But, and we talked about Kirk and the timey wimey one. Um, but we didn't talk much about the uh, the the trial of. We the, did not. I thought that was, I thought that was a great episode. That was. I mean, that was really one of the true. Um, it was a lot about kind of like racism as. Basically. Well, I saw there was, I mean, there was a thing on at the end of um, Will Wheaton's deal. They were, ta- you know, they they do a little, well, not at the end, it's kind of towards the, anyway. They do this little pre-recorded deal where they have some other person narrates it, but I'll like tie things together from different shows. Mm-hmm. And it was, this was after that courtroom episode. 
at how actually some of the best episodes of Star Trek through every series have been court episodes. Oh, yeah. Well, Q. Q, of course. Well, that was... I mean, no, no, no. That wasn't a real court, though. That was Q fucking being Q. I'm talking about, like, so in the original series, when we're first introduced to Pike, is when Spock hijacks the Enterprise because he's taking Pike back to... Mm. Uh, what you call it? Whatever that planet is. After the whole thing, I remember. And then they, so they finally commandeer. They get the ship back or whatever. And then they, they court martial Spock, have have the hearing, and the whole thing. And then the whole thing covers why it is that he's doing it and what exactly had happened to Pike beforehand. That you know put him in the chair and all that kind of happy horse. Well, I actually didn't put him in the chair, but it the whole point. The whole point was getting Pike back to the planet. You know, too, so that he could, you know, pretend like he looked normal and blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff again. So that that was a big courtroom one. Um, Next gen, the measure of a man, was the one where there was the guy that wanted to, who actually ends up coming back, a different actor, but the same character comes back, wants to take data apart. Oh yeah, and make more of them, and it is a ex-girlfriend of Picard's oh, that is well. the the judge if you if you remember right yeah and pretty you, similar situation you've got, there you've got Riker actually having to be you know you know one of the opposing counsel and everything but I mean that was a that was a great episode you know basically it was you know what makes a person a person sure Voyager copied that what makes a person a person with their last the, in their last season where the, the doctor who is a hologram Wrote a hollow novel. Oh, <laughs> I, and I they, didn't watch for it. I know you didn't, but they—they're back in year seven. They're back to the point where, like, once, um, but first it was like once a month they could get like some kind of a data downlink, but then something else happened to where once every day or something to that effect they had like twelve minutes of something where they could communicate through some wormhole, something or other. Anyway, and so this publisher on Earth takes the doctor's hollow novel and publishes it well it, but it's it's very much about the voyager crew and it makes them told all of them totally look like <laughs> fucking hacks <laughs> so when they try to pull they try to pull the novel the publisher's like well no you know the hologram wrote it and doesn't have rights oh, so it was so it yeah. became another one of those kinds of things yeah. so very similar to a measure of a man um now one that really wasn't actually one of my favorite episodes of next gen it really wasn't even a courtroom one so much as i mean it kind of sort of was but was um drumhead and it was about kind of and the whole thing started because there was a kid that wouldn't start but all this shit came out there was like some woman who had been like a starfleet admiral and then became an ambassador or something like that but she was there to find out about you know, a rumor about somebody doing something or other. And so she starts investing. She starts pulling all these threads, very paranoia. And she starts connecting people to all these different supposed, you know, dark, you know, dark state kind of things. Sure. And, um, and then even finally, even ultimately at the very end, she's got Picard on the stand, you know, ready to have Picard, you know, taken down. You know, they say taken down. She's like, I've brought bigger men than you down before. Picard. I mean, she's totally losing her fucking mind. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it's it's Drumhead. It's a very very good episode because it turns out this kid who, <laughs> like like uh, Una, who lies about getting into Starfleet, 
says that he has Vulcan heritage, but it's really Romulan. Yeah. Because he gets he's got the pointy ears. Oh. And but he doesn't have any kind of ridges or anything. It's like a grant on his grandfather on his mother's side from only on Tuesdays and Thursdays was Romulan or something. So <laughs> so he so he lied on his application to get in mm. not being um Vulcan but being Romulan. And so that's ultimately kind of the way it well kind of was a big thing. But it's just that some of the episodes, the start, some of the Star Trek's best episodes are these. Yeah, the know, lawyer, these, uh, the lawyer, the actress playing the lawyer is um, Una's defense lawyer is really amazing. She's really good. I and yeah, I was watching some <coughs> YouTube, and it was like, God, wouldn't it be cool if we get to see if we could see her again? Probably won't. No, she's fantastic. But she and, was awesome. And then you know, towards the end, it it. They kind of bring it back to what I would say Star Trek does well, which is a reflection of current issues on Earth, which is asylum seeking. Since the first episode of TOS is what it's been about. Asylum seeking and... and, um, How we... Racial issues. Some things are okay to overlook and some things that aren't. You know, she tore April apart on the stand about that. Yeah, she did great. I don't like April. But I'm starting to think. Do you I, like me? I'm starting to think I don't like April because I'm jealous that she's with the very sexy Captain Bike. We're talking about April. What? No. Oh well, no. Okay, I, shoot. Admiral April, the black guy with the beard. <laughs> That's Pike's boss. That's April. Oh what? I thought April was his girlfriend. <laughs> no. Who was the prosecuting attorney in that episode? What's her name? I, I never, I can't remember her name. See this? Yeah, I can't either. That's why we got this problem. I well, like you because normally I would have normally, like, I, normally I would have my computer <laughs> sitting here, but well, I'm getting ready to transition to new podcast furniture, and so I don't have everything's gone. Oh gosh, it's just like my regular life. You don't have any of the tech here. It's just like There's how nothing. I live every day. It's it's us, a table, two chairs, two microphones, and a gizmo that's recording this. Well, we got our brains. Oh, we are <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Okay, so no, what we're looking yeah, forward to, yeah, we are fucking... definitely looking forward to the crossover episode. Um, oh, it's God, coming. I can't it's believe coming. I forgot that was coming. The Below Decks crossover Lower episode. Decks. Lower Decks. <laughs> below Decks. Where's that coming from? <laughs> I don't know. Lower Decks. Same diff. No, okay. I'm, gonna try, I'm trying to get Nancy to, I, we got to watch Hijack. And we, oh. need, and we need to podcast on that. Well, we got Foundation coming up. We're going to start watching we have that. Foundation, come, foundation, Foundation's coming up. Oh, and we do we do have a movie in the future, Strays. We want to go see Strays. I can't believe that's still not out. It's an that's, August movie. God, that seems like that should have been, been out like two years ago. We've been watching previews for it for 20 years. Oh, exactly. <laughs> We've been exactly. watching previews since February, I think. February? <laughs> no, of I don't what know. year? It's been, it's been a long time. Well, I, um, I went to see Dial of Destiny. Indy five. I did Indiana not see Jones it. Five. Yeah, you didn't seem too excited about it. So uh, I just you dun, know, dun, 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 yeah, and I you know dun, 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 I don't know. I actually dun, I actually dun, just dun, I actually just rewatched the, probably my favorite indie movie, which is wait I'm gonna I'm gonna call it Temple of Doom. No. Oh. Wasn't that the first one? The second. What was the second one? Yeah. No, my favorite one was the fifth. You haven't even seen it. (laughs) 
story. Oh, is that one the fifth one? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I haven't seen the fifth one. So you've seen the Crystal Skulls, and that's your favorite? That's nope, number that's four. No, that's not my favorite. Okay, do you know the order of the Indiana Jones movie? But we've literally just talked about every movie. No, we e- haven't. We've except missed, my favorite. Okay, it's, well, most people think Raiders of the Lost Ark is the best. That's number one. Well. The Last Crusade, then. That's number three. That's, uh, that's my favorite Sean one. Connery. Yeah. I, I love their I love their dynamic. Yeah, it's Especially when you find good. out that Indy was their dog. Yeah. Indiana was the dog. Stop saying that, Junior. <laughs> Indiana was the dog. Well, so... You're named after a dog? <laughs> so, personally... Shows um, how he gets his hat. Yeah, and, you know, I, I know. It's a, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. And Sean Connery's awesome in it. Yeah. It's a good one, and but but two is better. I personally think um, well, Harrison maybe, Ford maybe is you. the absolute sexiest in number two, and Kate Capshaw. Hmm. Kate Capshaw is a really good actress. When you rewatch, <laughs> you fucking when you rewatch <laughs> Temple. <laughs> Yeah, it's just because just because you had sexual fantasies about short round. No, <laughs> no, but you know, man, he turned out all right, didn't he? And he was in fucking. I know. What's it call it? He yeah. Ipsy whoopsy in the lands of universe forever movie that won all. What? The- <laughs> Everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, he's. He I hasn't, had no idea that that was him until after seeing the movie. Yeah, he's spectacular. I was actor. like, what? He's still, he's super handsome. Kid turned out okay. Yeah, he um. So he's super handsome. So five. Not ugly. Five is an odd movie. I will say that. Um, there, I don't. I, personally, I don't want to spoil. It, it looks odd. Spoiled. And five? I was kind of like, it just to me, it kind of looked like it wouldn't be good enough to pay my hard-earned eight dollars for. Well, it it was a good movie, and I think it wrapped up. You know, I it wraps up all the Indiana Jones movies nicely. It does do well, that. Crystal Skull was supposed to do that. It was supposed to transition Shia LaBooBoo right. over to being <laughs> the new LaBoo-Boo. Indiana Jones. But, you know, unfortunately, n- people rejected him as Indy. Just like, you know, here's the deal. Do you think that's what it was? I think it was because mm. he... No, I think it's because he turned into such a hot fucking mess. Well, he did. Just like, what's his name? The Flash. He did. Well, but Ezra got a movie. He got to be in another Flash movie. Where is Shia, Shia LaBeouf right now? Do what you do you know? mean he got to be in another Flash movie? Well, he got to be in no, the Flash well, he movie, got to be, he, he got to be the Flash, he got to be the Flash in more TV, than one movie. Yeah, right. No, he wasn't, well, in, he wasn't TV in the series. T- he wasn't in the TV series. Well, where'd they get him from them? <laughs> they fucking got him from whatever fucking garbage pile they dug him out from. He was not in the TV he shows. He wasn't? Who was no. the actor that played the Flash? Gar- in Gary Garrett. Something, something, a completely different actor. Are you sure about that? Yeah, because they did a fucking crossover during the Flash TV show with him. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Yes, I'm positive it's a Ezra different fucking actor. Ezra never the fla- Flash? No. He's like Gary something. Or, oh, God, I hate oh it when gosh. you do this. Well, I'm going to keep talking about Indiana Jones while you do the fact-checking here. <sighs> so, um... Yeah, there's, no, there's no fucking facts to be checked. Here's what I want to say. Because you have yet to say any facts. Here's what I... Oh... Just saying. Grant Gustin. What? 
Grant oh. Gustin. The whole time? He was the Flash whole the whole time. The whole time. Oh, well, what do I know? I didn't watch the show. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking obvious you didn't watch the show. Yeah. Okay, never Jesus mind. Christ. Well, let's get back to talking about Indiana Anybody's Jones. out there listening, yeah, I'm surprised that she's not dead yet, too. Stop. Stop it. Okay, so here's the deal. Stop. I think part of the reason why Stop. they can't replace... Daddy. Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones is the same reason they can't replace him as Han Solo because everybody just loves him too much. And we need to take a sizable break, a sizable break from Indiana Jones movies to reset society to a different Indiana Jones. It was like Jones. 10 years since the last one. Right. But How much think of a break about that. You want? Think about that. And the, and the other part of the break is you just stop making them with Harrison Ford. They're right. Done, I mean, broke. so I had this argument with a couple of people. I said it should be like uh, 007. We could have different 007s, be like Doctor Who. We could have different Doctor Who. But for some reason, when they tried to transition into a new Indiana Jones, it didn't work. Yeah, because the name of the movie is Indiana Jones. <laughs> it's not school teacher, <laughs> fucking school teacher, treasure hunter. That's not the name of the fucking show. It's Indiana Jones. It's the name is literally in the name. Yeah, but they could have different actors playing Indiana Jones. How? What do you mean? I mean, they have different actors playing 007. It's a character. They can recast it with whomever they want. They've had dozens of Batmans and dozens of of Spider-Man actors. Mm. So there should be another way, another actor that fills the shoes of Indiana Jones. To make different movies. Nah. It's like, it's like there's, it doesn't even make any sense. You're right. That they not. wouldn't commit to a new Indiana Jones. It, it's not Indiana, but Indiana Jones isn't, you're right, isn't Batman or isn't, I mean, it's not that big. Oh my gosh, really? It's not that big? No. Oh, brother. I think it is. I think it's bigger than Batman. In my world, well, it is. Well, but we already determined we don't even want to see what's in your head. We sure uh, don't want to what's on your world. I'd be rather be in my head than yours. <sighs> you want to go there? <laughs> we did. I did go there. No. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of bummed that we can't. Well, we did have a little bit of a talk about Indy and and I have fond memories. But Indian what? Indy. Indy. <laughs> you said Indian. We had a no. f- you did. I said Indy. <laughs> Shall I rewind? Talk about Indian. Indy. <laughs> anyway, okay. I've, we got yours is Last Crusade number three, mine is number two. Both good movies. So no shame in that. No shame. No, you just seem to think yours is better than mine. No, I never said that. I never said that. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to rewind this twice. Oh. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put something extra special in it after I edit it. Well, did you oh speaking of the Flash, did you see the Flash movie? No, everybody said it sucked. It didn't suck. It was it was good. I thought see, it was and that's a good what movie. I, that's what I, everybody that you know, there was all the whole uh marketing campaign that they did ahead of time and everybody's gonna be going, Oh, I'm going gaga over this movie, it's awesome, it's awesome, it's awesome. And then it came out and box office wise it flopped. It, yeah. it, it flopped at the box office, so I, I, I don't I don't know why because it was getting it was getting so much good press ahead of time. So it's kind of interesting that it just 
Oh my god, look at the lady. No, I thought it was amazing. I thought it was a really good movie, and I'm not even a Flash fan, and I I enjoyed it. And I like I, the Flash, but this Ezra Miller is just not the Flash. I thought Ezra Miller did a good job, and there's there's he plays dual versions of himself. And no, it's no, really I'm just good. talking about the Flash from the comics. Like if you pick if you pick up a comic, you know, from however many years ago, and you read it, the 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 just the entire. I mean the the Flash is not you know a uh, an, an overgrown teenager that needs to get his fucking ADHD medicine you know calibrated correctly. That's that's not who the Flash in the comic books is. And I'm not saying he didn't do a good job, but it, he, he should have been like he should have been like an alternate version or an alternate universe of the Flash because it's just so a different character. Than well, the comic books. When you That's get all. out of when you start and leave this movie, you it's so messed up with multiverses. You don't even know you're coming and going. Yeah, they gotta stop that shit. And, and um, Marvel's multiverse themselves into a fucking hole. Let they me tell have. You. But what's fun about this I will say what's fun about this movie is Batman. Just Batman and the actress they have playing Supergirl, really good. Um, they bring Zod back, you know, and, and, and I, I liked what his name is. Yeah, Zod from the Superman it's movie. Him. It's he him. Was, he was a great Zod, and he's a great villain in this one. And um, is he is he the he's the, Zod? The, no, is he the main villain of the the, the main antagonist? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. It's uh, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, the main antagonist is really. Um, time. I was say, don't fucking say time. No, it is. Do not say it time. It is time. But, but it, and it's going back in time is actually the main antagonist. So here's the funny thing because they did this whole thing in the Flash TV show already. Mm. And I didn't watch it. No, what I'm, I, what I'm saying it's because yeah. it's, ba- it's based off of a comic run that was called Flashpoint. Oh, huh. There yeah. Was, so there was a series, you know, whatever they call it, an arc or whatever that's within a, you know, a comic, mm-hmm. you know, series. Called Flashpoint that did all this and he goes back in time trying to save his mother and fucks everything up and blah, 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 and things get worse and all that kind of stuff. They spent like two fucking seasons on the CW's TV show of Flash doing Flashpoint and then trying to do the cleanup afterwards and all that kind of stuff. And so now then they turn around to do a movie based off Flashpoint. Yeah, I would say so. And and they've already done a animated (laughs) <laughs> an animated movie that's where dc has done a lot of their stuff with their animated animated movies they have a shitload of them that are out there and they've already done an animated movie on well, flashpoint here's the deal from uh um, superman's never becomes never becomes superman and all kinds of weird shit from a, a non um flash fan like i'm not a flash fan and this is probably the most flash i've ever seen I absolutely loved what they did from start to finish. And there's a post, there's several post credit scenes, which are good. Um, yeah, there was, and there was supposed to be a Superman that of course got yanked. Yeah. Because Henry Cavill's no longer. Football Michael mom. Keaton is back in this one as Batman. And it was the, he's the bomb. He's my favorite Batman. Yeah, and, suppose, and supposedly there was supposed to be maybe a little something, something that was going to go that direction too. But James Gunn fucking put the ax to that as well. I'm not, big fan of james gunn i'm just I think gonna he, i think he's really 
fucking up the DC stuff right from out of the gate. To tell well, you the I truth. think he's coming in like a you know a bull in a china cabinet, saying, "I'm going to make this my own." You know, You're and every right. single person that comes into an existing entity that says, "I'm going to make this my own," goes to hell in a handbasket. <clears throat> I mean, they were just starting to build up. You know, the DC, you or whatever the hell you want to fucking call it, right? Yeah. You know, you got the Marvel, Kennedy Universe. Anyway, they they really, I mean, they had one Justice League movie. <laughs> I mean, they did, they, 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 they really kind of put that stuff together. It, it wasn't planned out well. It was a hodgepodge of stuff and movies that they kind of, you know, Marvel, Kevin Feige and everything did it much better. Mm. You know, some, some standalone things and just kind of slowly built it up and they tried to accelerate that on the DC side because they were so far behind Marvel. Yeah. Um, but the, the biggest, the biggest thing they did was getting rid of the Snyderverse, you know, the whole, that whole, th- those characters were in place. They were starting to build it up. They had had a justice league movie. Those characters worked well. Everybody had stopped freaking the fuck out because Aquaman wasn't blonde anymore. You know? <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> and, Aquaman was Aquaman Jason Momoa. And he, he, he rocked oh, that he role. Did. You he know? did rock that role. Um, Damn. And so then you turn around and they're getting, you know, they're firing some of them, not firing some of them. Cause I think, I think Momoa is still going to stay, remain Aquaman. Yeah. There's no, I don't think we've got any hard word yet on what's happening. Uh, with what's her name and Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot. Yeah, um, I've heard she's I mean, out. I've well, heard she's see, out. I've heard she's out, and then I heard she's in, and then I hear she's out. They'd she's be in, you know? foolish to take and, her out. She's amazing. She's a perfect Wonder Woman. Yeah, of course she, she is. is. She's Wonder Woman. When you think but of what Henry Wonder Woman Cavill is, was the perfect Superman he was, too, and, he's and out. they didn't give a fuck. You know, and it's. I think. I think. I think James Gunn is really gonna fuck up the DC stuff. Well, I really maybe do. someone should fire James Gunn. <laughs> you know, I mean, he. You know, he. He was good at doing some movies. For Marvel, and that's really should he? Nah, he's he's no fucking Kevin Feige. No. So, anyway. Well, on that uh, note, yeah, looks like we've uh, we've run out of things to talk about. Hard to believe, but oh, we're gonna start going in loops here pretty soon. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what the that will be in the multiverse. <laughs> oh. There's a yeah, version of us talking in another universe where you actually like me. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> well, um, as we didn't introduce ourselves, we better just tell people. My name is Nancy, and we're going to, on that very I'm, chipper note. I'm Francois. We are going to say goodnight. Francois La Big Tool. <laughs> yeah, Francois La Boo La Big Tool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Night. <laughs> Thank you, everybody.